Today is the 29th day of April, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, has been sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Alleluia. Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death will no longer have dominion over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. So also consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God and Jesus Christ our Lord. Alleluia. Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Alleluia. Psalms for the 29th day evening prayer, Psalms 141, 142, 143. O Lord, I call to you, come to me quickly. Hear my voice when I cry to you. Let my prayer be set forth in your sight as incense, the lifting up of my hands as an evening sacrifice. Set a watch before my mouth, O Lord, and guard the door of my lips. Let not my heart incline to any evil thing. Let me not be occupied in wickedness with evil doers, nor eat of their choice foods. Let the righteous smite me in friendly rebuke. Let not the oil of unrighteousness anoint my head, for my prayer is continually against their wicked deeds. Let their rulers be overthrown in stony places, that they may know my words are true. As when a plowman turns over the earth in furrows, let their bones be scattered at the mouth of the grave. But my eyes are turned to you, O God, in you I take refuge. Do not strip me of my life. Protect me from the snare which they have laid for me and from the traps of the evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I myself escape. I cry to the Lord with my voice. To the Lord I make loud supplication. I pour out my complaint before him and tell him all my trouble. When my spirits languish within me, you know my path. In the way wherein I walk, they are hidden a trap for me. I look to my right hand and find no one who knows me. I have no place to flee to and no one cares for me. I cry out to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry for help. 
for I have been brought very low. Save me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. When you have dealt bountifully with me, the righteous will gather around me. Lord, hear my prayer, and in your faithfulness heed my supplications. Answer me in your righteousness. Enter not into judgment with your servant, for in your sight shall no one living be justified. For enemy has sought my life. He has crushed me to the ground. He has made me live in dark places like those who are long dead. My spirit faints within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the time past. I muse upon all your deeds. I consider the works of your hands. I spread up my hands to you. My soul grasps to you like a thirsty land. O Lord, make haste to answer me. My spirit fails me. Do not hide your face from me, or I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear of your loving kindness in the morning, for I put my trust in you. Show me the road that I must walk, for I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord, for I flee to you for refuge. Teach me to do what pleases you, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on level ground. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake. For your righteousness' sake, bring me out of trouble. Of your goodness, destroy my enemies, and bring all my foes to naught, for truly I am your servant. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the first letter of Peter, chapter 3, beginning at the 13th verse. Now who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated, but in your heart sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your difference to anyone who demands from you an accounting for your hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. But it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteousness of the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death as in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of ark, in which a few, that is, eight persons, were saved through water. In baptism, this prefigured now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is the right hand of God, with angels, authorities, and powers made subject to him. Since, therefore, Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same intention. 
For whoever has suffered in the flesh has finished with sin. So as to live for the rest of your earthly life no longer in human desires, but by the will of God. You have already spent enough time in doing what the Gentiles like to do, living in licentiousness, passions, drunkenness, reveling, carousing, and lawless adultery. They are surprised that you no longer join them in the same excesses of dispensation, and so they blaspheme. But they will have to give an accounting to him who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this is the reason the gospel was proclaimed even to the dead, so that though they had been judged in the flesh as everyone is judged, they might live in the spirit as God does. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths In the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to John, chapter 16, beginning at the first verse. Jesus said to the disciples, I have said these things to you to keep you from stumbling. They will put you out of the synagogues, Indeed, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so they are suffering worship for God. And they will do this because they have not known the Father or me. But I have said these things to you so that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told you among them. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you asks me where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father, and you will see me no longer about judgment because the ruler of this world has been condemned. Still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take away what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I have said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reflection for Friday, for the week of 2 Easter.
a reading from a homily of John Chrysostom, Bishop of Constantinople from the year 407. God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Many rather careless persons who are inclined to abuse God's loving kindness to increase the magnitude of their sins and indulge in excessive negligence mouth such words as these, There is no hell, there is no future judgment, God forgives all our sins. To reduce them to silence, a wise man says, Say not, Great is his mercy, My many sins he will forgive. For mercy and anger alike are within him. Upon the wicked alights his wrath. And again, Great as his mercy is his punishment. Where then, you ask, are the proofs of his loving kindness? If we receive the punishment deserving of our sins, in testimony that we shall receive the punishment deserving of our sins, pay heed to the words of both the prophet and Paul. The former declares, You render to all according to their deeds. And the latter states, He will repay all for what they have done. Yet it is also clear from this fact that God's loving kindness is nonetheless great. In dividing our existence into two periods, the present life and that which is to come, and making the first a succession of trials and the second a place of crowning, God has shown great loving kindness. How and in what way? Because although we have condemned many with grievous sins and have not ceased from youth to extreme old age to defile our souls with 10,000 evil deeds, he has not demanded from us a reckoning for any one of these sins, but has granted us pardon for them by the path of regeneration and has freely bestowed upon us justice and holiness. What then, you ask, If one who was from earliest years has been deemed worthy of the mysteries should commit ten thousand sins afterwards. Such a one certainly deserves greater punishment. For we do not pay the same penalties for the same sins. The penalties are much more severe with those whom we offend after partaking of the mysteries. This is what Paul means when he says, Anyone who rejects the law of Moses is put to death without mercy or the testimony of two or three witnesses. Do you not suppose that a much worse punishment is due the one who disdains the Son of God, thinks the covenant blood by which the soul was sanctified is to be ordinary, and insults the Spirit of grace? Such a one, therefore, is deserving of a severer punishment. Yet even for this person, God has opened the doors of repentance and has granted even the sinner many means to wash away offenses, if the sinner desires. Consider then what great proofs of loving kindness these constitute, to remit sin by grace and to refrain from punishing the one who after grace has sinned and deserves punishment, rather to give the sinner the opportunity and the time to make amends. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. 
he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life 
of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to Him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.